Welcome everybody to the Dear Insecure Worship Leader Podcast. This is your girl Aisha here and I'm so excited for you to join in on the conversation today. If you haven't already, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Tell people how much you love Dear Insecure Worship Leader because, you know, it's Shout out to my husband. He's so fire. Anyway, at Kalif Manus, if you want one. Anyway, shameless plug. <laughs> Happy Thursday, guys. I am so excited to be with you. Um, uh, I am burdened by this conversation today. Um, the Lord gave it to me as a sermon. Um, so I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to preach to you on today. No, I am not. But I think it's a healthy conversation, um, that we can have. Like I said, I am not preaching to you, but I think it is just a healthy conversation. And, um, it's just, I, I just really think about just the body of Christ and just how we've structured worship and what we think it's supposed to look like. And, just how the Lord, I just wonder sometimes how the Lord looks at it, but um, the Lord just took me on a really beautiful journey just through the word of God about it. And so I want to share it with you all. Let's share. <laughs> I hope you guys are having a great day. The weather is beautiful. I just want to run, see, you know, this kind of weather just, it changes me. It just sparks me with joy. You know what I'm saying? Like I, these little sixties and lows, forties, like, Ooh, crew neck hoodie weather. Like you want to do something to me, lower the temperature <laughs> in the house too. <laughs> like I don't like heat. So my body is thriving right now. But anyway, um, so let's, sorry about the smacking y'all. Ooh. So anyway, I just um, really wanted to just talk about this. So um, in 2 Samuel, let's turn to turn to the Word of God. If you want to follow along, if not, you can just listen along. I am reading the Bible off my phone. It's NLT. I really read the Word of God. Okay. Um, and I'm just I'm not gonna go through all of it. I'm just gonna kind of like brush through it, right? Um, but it's 2 Samuel six, which is like a key scripture that I've really been honing in on, and it's just talking about the Ark of ark of the Lord and, and, and how it was moved to different cities and, um, each place that it was placed prior to being in, in its proper place. I'm trying to break it down. Every place that the ark was moved, it became, it gave plague and, um, all these, you know, horrible things happened upon the city when the ark was in, um, those places. Um, I want to say like, let me, I'm going through it and I can read it too. I could definitely read it. Um, anyway, but David, hold on. Sorry, y'all. Okay. So let me come back. So let me just go ahead and read a little bit of it. Y'all just, if you don't feel like hearing it, read second Samuel verse chapter six. Okay. 
So I'm going to do verse three. So the, they placed the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from Abinadab's house, which was on the hill. Uzziah and Ahio, Ahio, Ahoa, whatever. Ab- <laughs> Abinadab's son was guiding the cart that carried the ark of God. Uh, Baiho, I think that's right. Uh, I, I don't know how to say his name, y'all. Walked in front of the ark. David and all the people of Israel were celebrating before the Lord, singing songs and playing all kinds of musical instruments, lyres, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. But when they arrived to the threshing floor of Nacon in a C Nacon in a C O N, the oxen stumbled, and Uzziah reached his. He just simply reached. I think Uzzah, or it might be Uzzah. Because there's no I in there. Sorry, y'all. Me and Bible names don't get along. Uzzah reached his hand out, okay, and he steadied the ark of God. So that's an important thing right there. Then the Lord's anger was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him dead because of this. So Uzzah died right before, right there beside the ark of God. David was angry because the Lord's anger had burst out against Uzzah, and he named that place Perez Uzzah, which means to burst out against Uzzah. And it's still called that today. So David was now afraid of the Lord, and he asked, how can I ever bring the ark back into my care? So David d- decided not to move the ark into the Lord's, into the, of the Lord, into the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. The ark of the Lord remained there in Obed-Edom's house for three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and the entire house. So I'm just going to stop there, and then I'll kind of like run you through. So um, I think why that uh, uh, scripture was just so important to me is, and if you go back and read the other scriptures too, uh, like maybe chapter five, and like the story is really good to me. Um, the story was really good to me because it really just... I've just been really like burdened by like how we present worship in the house of the Lord and what it's turned into. And I thought about Uzzah and I know like that was just like a simple moment, but the ark of God was just such a delicate, um, I'll say monument. I'm not really sure that's the best word, Lord, but uh, a delicate monument that uh, was, the Lord just, just, it was just the utmost care. And literally the ark was almost falling and Uzzah literally stuck his hand out just to steady it. And because he even did that, the Lord killed him. <laughs> now I'm not here to talk about like gore and like, you're going to die if you do something wrong. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that the glory of the Lord, the ark of the Lord um, was so important to God, he didn't even want people to touch it. Okay, so I thought that was really like a key. Now, mind you, also, I'm not really deep sometimes. I can't be deep, but I'm not going to be deep because I really want you to understand what I'm saying. And I'm trying to move this episode along a little bit because sometimes, you know, just, yeah. And then what was happening with the art was they had moved it from place to place. And the places prior to Obed-Edom, people were breaking out in the highs. They were, it was plagued throughout the city because the ark was in the wrong place. So by the time it got to David, David was like, look, Lord, we have, I'm trying to get it to the right place. How are you, 
how are we going to do this? You know, but then when they got to Obed-Edom, then it was, that was technically the right place. And so the glory of the Lord broke out, blessings of the Lord um, broke out and things like that. Um, so anyway, and, and of course it goes into like the famous scripture where David dances and it says David sacrificed a bull and fat and a fat calf and David danced before the Lord with all his might wearing a priestly garment. So David and all the people of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and blowing um, a ram's horn, a shofar. Uh, but anyway, and then it talks about Micah. Her name is Michael or Micah. I don't know if it's a different accent, but basically it then it goes into the infamous scripture, you know, David danced his clothes off. Um, and the girl, Micah was looking from her window. She was looking at him like, why you dance like that? Why you have to take off your clothes? And David was like, I can become more undignified than this. Everybody know it. All right, bet we update. So, <laughs> um, I have a sermon and it's titled body, but I really wanted to share some things with worship leaders today because, um, I just want to give you a beautiful perspective on, just a beautiful new fear of the Lord. Not like, you know, like the real reverence and honor fear, not like scared to death fear, but like, I want to give you a new reverence and honor of the Lord um, that you can take and just inspire your other team members and just your house with, because um, it's so important. I think that the, the body of Christ has gotten a tad bit lazy when it comes to those worship moments. Not everyone but in certain circumstances where we create like this entertainment and a uh, dinner and a movie thing, you know, where we just find that moment of just sitting or there's not a lot of movement in the church. And so what really, 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 um, what I found really important in this scripture was David danced and he could have did anything else. He could have bowed. He could have, he could have sat, he could have, prayed he could have did so many different things but when the ark of the lord was restored to the its rightful place david began to dance there was music there were so many beautiful activities going on in the body of christ and or in not in the body of christ in in that moment and what i found so beautiful was like he literally and the scripture progresses progressed to say like he literally danced so hard that he came out of his clothes. Now, I'm not really sure how that worked for him. I, I kind of do, but it happened, and I can see how that happened. He really gave it his all, okay? <laughs> and I just thought about, like, our worship culture today, not all worship cultures, but just how we have presented worship. And I think it's so important, um, just as going into kind of, like, what I wanted to talk about is our bodies, I, I say this a lot, our bodies prophesy so many things um, when we're in worship, whether we're lifting our hands, whether we're bowing, whether we're, um, you know, we're, we're dancing, whether we're, we're walking, we're pacing, like anything, whatever we're doing with our bodies, I don't think we understand how important it is to worship God. Um, there's something I like, I like to say during worship, especially, and it's not to, you know, make people feel bad, but sometimes people need to be educated sometime during those worship sets. And it's like, you know, worship. I mean, when we exercise, when we exercise, exercise brings oxygen to the body. It brings oxygen to your bones. You know what I'm saying? If you don't exercise, you become stiff and then things can happen in your joints. And then you got diagnosis and things like that, arthritis, all those kinds of things that if we're not moving and we're not really like 
you know, exercising in the natural, there are natural things that can happen to us to prohibit us from actually being our full selves. And I feel like that in the spiritual, if we don't even, if when we're um, in a corporate setting, even in our private time, you know, if we're not really giving our all before the Lord and worshiping the Lord, we're not bringing, we're not, and, and oxygen is our way of living. Like we literally cannot breathe without oxygen. So oxygen is life-giving, right? So if we are not lifting our hands, doing those things, i.e. dancing or whatever your posture is before the Lord, if we're not doing that, we're not bringing life to the body our own body, spiritual bodies into the Lord. We're not giving him any glory or any honor. And I think uh, the scary thing that has happened um, in some churches where we find it kind of like our reasonable service to just sit. And sometimes I'll take this back too. I will say that there are times where the Lord has just kind of postured you in a moment of receiving him and you can't move. Now that's different. But what I'm saying is we have, taken so much control or we have so much control over those moments and we have not um, become undignified in a moment where God deserves all the glory. The ark was the ark was going inside the temple where they can worship. It was a place where they was um, can worship um, all day, all night. And, and David was pretty much the OG of IHOP. <laughs> Um, it was it was 24 hours prayer and singing. So he basically was the one to do that. And so this was a place where the ark was a place where you could come reverence in and really like take in the presence of the Lord and et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, I, I got so burdened by, and I'm still really burdened by it. Um, I wrote a, a whole sermon about it. But um, we want to live out our fullest lives. And what I loved about the end of it was, I think her name is Micah. It's M-I-C-H-A-L. Or I think so. Yeah, something like that. But anyway, um, she basically was like looking down on him. Like, what are you doing? Why are you looking at that? And I thought about people in the church. And I'm just like, there are people that you that don't move that will look at you like you were they'll look at you and say what are you doing and they'll they'll talk about you and they'll laugh at you and they'll think you're weird or whatever the case may be but god never designed us to care about what people thought in the first place people pleasing is is to me just a stronghold and just a demonic influence over our minds to just keep us stagnant in a place where we're not supposed to be and care about people and things that we were never supposed to care about so um, but Michael, she looked down on him and she was talking to other people like, look at him. Like, why is he dancing so hard? You know, and then he ended up becoming naked and the crazy, Ooh, the beautiful thing about that, even with, um, David, he, he gave his God, he gave God so much that he became vulnerable. Like when you give the Lord even in your personal time of worship, there's this moment where you're worshiping, you're giving him everything and you just become bare. You become naked in his presence and you know, you've just given him, you've just poured out all of your oil on him. And it's just such a beautiful freeing experience. And I'm thinking about David. And I'm just like, man, I know that was crazy. Cause like some people like to be naked, but I'm just saying like, that is a freeing experience. There's nothing holding you. There's nothing tying you down. There's nothing weighing you down. There's nothing wrapping around you. There's nothing that is this prohibiting you from the glory of the Lord. David danced that long. He was so lost in the spirit that he literally just, he just danced and he didn't care. He didn't care about bearing it all for the Lord. And, um, I wanted to read the last part. One second, guys. Is this good on today? 
One moment. Let me get this, guys. Here we go. So David uh, retorted to Michael, Mike, Mikhail. Let's let's give her another. Let's change it up. Mikhail. I was dancing before the Lord who chose me above your father and all of his family. He appointed me as a leader of, of Israel. My, uh, sorry, guys. This is Second Samuel 6 and 21. Um, he appointed me as the leader of, the, of Israel, the people and the people of the Lord. So I celebrate before the Lord. And yes, I am willing to look even more foolish than this, even to be humiliated in my own eyes. But those servant girls you mentioned will indeed think I am distinguished. Distinguished. So Michael, the daughter of Saul, remained childless throughout her entire life. And, you know, like I said, there are going to be people that your radicalness, your zeal, your fire, your heart for the Lord will look at you and be like, they too this, they too that, they're too impulsive, they're too that. Whatever they may, you know, conjure up there in their mind to reason why their dignity, quote unquote, is is uh, more than, you know, what you find is your reasonable service to the Lord. They will do that. And it's crazy because... Michael never bared any fruit. She was never be she she was um she was barren after that. And just think, ooh, I'm sorry y'all. I'm not going to I'm not going to preach to y'all. I just want to give you a nugget cuz I just feel like it was so good to me. And um like just think like you not worshiping us not us not worshiping, us not giving God our all. I'm talking about all during worship, which is our reasonable service, giving him our all. What kind of things are we hindering our lives, our bodies from receiving? You know, one of the greatest honors is to carry child as a woman, like especially back in those days, like if you were a barren woman, it was almost like they didn't really have no use for you, which kind of sucks. It was suck big time. But what I'm saying is, he, she became childless for the rest of her life. So think about what are we doing to our bodies when we are not giving God glory, whatever that looks like. When we sit, when we, when we don't release that control, because technically when we sit, especially when the power of the Lord is going forth and we quench when we sit on the glory of the Lord, when we can lift our hands or do whatever that is or whatever your body is saying. So in one of my previous, I think it was the the one, your song, your song, church song. And I said, like, when when we, oh, crap, I lost my point. Well, anyway, <laughs> I'm going to come back to it. It's going to come back, y'all. But uh, when we hold that back, we are literally holding things up in the spirit, holding things up, holding our healing. Like, oh, that's what I was going to say. See, it came out, y'all. Ew. Okay, so <laughs> releasing control. Like, when we feel like we have that power to just hold in all that the Lord has done for us, to hold in. And I say you got to listen to your body. Like, finesse. We were talking about finesse. And I was saying, like, you know, finesse is listening to your body. The Lord speaks through through nature. He, he speaks through songs. He speaks through humans. But he also speaks through our emotions and our bodies. He created them. So he's going to use... Um, he, he present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. The Lord uses every single part of living to speak through, to talk through, to, in, to encourage and all those things And the Holy Spirit will let you know, like, 
you can feel like, oh, I just need to lift my hands. Oh, I just feel like dancing. Oh, I just feel like running. Oh, I just feel like jumping up and down. Like those are those moments where you're not even know what you're doing in the spirit. You could be literally trembling on the heads of your of your enemies jumping up and down. You could be, you know, running out of 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 torment, running out of defeat, running out of doubt, anxiety, just by running. Like there are things that the Lord is prophetically doing in the atmosphere, um, in private time and in corporate settings, um, that we can hinder ourselves from if we, um, don't learn how to, um, I mean, he, he's, wait, hold on. Sorry. That got weird. Uh, we're holding ourselves back from, but we have to learn how to become undignified and it doesn't matter about people. It doesn't matter who's next to you because uh, I believe that was the beautiful part about David and how he was a man after God's heart. It, he, he did so many different things and things that we, you know, talk about, you know, Bathsheba, uh, Bathsheba or Bathsheba or whatever. Um, he did all those things. He killed Uzziah on front line. Like he lied. He did a lot of bunch of things and put the Lord saw his heart. And he said, out of even the, all those things that he did, plus some, he literally said, this man is a man after my heart, even in his defeat and all of his, all of his flaws. He looked at him and still called him good. So we have to get past who we are, who we think we are and what we think people think of us. And we have to become undignified and, and naked and unafraid to be strange and a beautiful, and percu- no, I say not strange, but peculiar in a beautiful time that we're in. The Lord is looking for a remnant of people that will do that for him unapologetically, man. Ooh, is this not good to you guys? Cause it's great to me. <laughs> Anyway, I'm sure I'll do this sermon one day. And if I do, I'll let you guys know and you can come to my church or something. But uh, yeah, so I just want to inspire you, like to inspire your team. Like don't have them standing there waiting for the next song. Tell them how important it is to, to, to worship and to be an example to the congregation. It's so important like to um, just show people like lift your hands. It's okay. Like, exalt the Lord, give him the fruit of your lips, you know, shout unto the Lord, whatever that looks like, give it to him because he is do that. And, um, you know, I, I like to say one of these other things and I think I'm done y'all, but I like to say this too, like lifting your hands, when you lift your hands, just think about like, when you lift your hands, literally everything you came in with, you have to drop it. Like there's, there's nothing you can hold on to. There's nothing strapped around you. Lifting your hands, literally Everything that you want to hold on to, even the things you want to try to hold on to is a yielding and a surrendering and it's just a a giving over to God like, hey, listen, take it because I don't want it and I can't handle it anyway because it's mad heavy. So anyway, our bodies prophesy in the atmosphere what we want to happen, what we want to happen for our life. And it also in the natural exercise brings oxygen to the body and it brings oxygen to your spiritual body and whatever there's so many things that happen in the spirit and in like the un quote unquote natural eye that we are uh that we cannot see and we just cannot discredit that either so do all that you can and I always wonder like with David being undignified in those moments what other beautiful things was happening spiritually as he was just just ignoring the thoughts of other people and ignoring, you know, what, you know, Michael was saying. And even with her, her, her negative, um, 
you know, her negative talk, <laughs> you know, what was her life like, you know, you know, what was she being hindered from? And, but it also says she, she was childless. She couldn't even bear a child. She couldn't bear any fruit. Um, and I want you to be fruitful and I want you to multiply. Um, so lift your hands, raise your voice, um, give God a new song. God is faithful. He is kind. Um, the ark of the Lord is so important, but the glory of the Lord, the way we posture ourselves before worship is so important. And if the Lord, and I'm not trying to make it all dark and gloomy, but I'm just saying, if the Lord was killing people because of the ark of the Lord, how much more does he care about us when we go before the people of God to usher them into a place Lord, a place that we we want to take them or a place that we've never been? It's still important. So it'll never be a performance. Um, when we get there, we we become stagnant in whatever move we're trying to do or whatever we want the Lord to do. Anyway, y'all, I hope that made sense because it made sense to me. But uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. And be fearful. Love the Lord with your whole heart, mind, body, and soul. Train. Sorry, it's good. Good timing. I love you guys. I will talk to you next week.